Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbet and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. Good morning. It is 716. 16 minutes after 7. Good looking Monday morning. Starting a new week, and we're honored to have with us on the air our good buddy, Gene Valentino. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Ted. How are you? I'm doing great. Michael's even better. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm better because we have one of our favorite guests on, Gene Valentino. And, and look, folks, uh, Gene, of course, has his own website because, well, he's that kind of guy, GeneValentino.com. I encourage you to go take a look. Now, Gene, I did share with Ted the video that you sent me about your new hangar you're building for your airplane, and i got to tell you, that was pretty amazing. We've uh, created our own little sanctuary city, and I'm not looking for any government funding for it either. <laughs> That's true. Uh, let me uh, get going here with, uh, you know, you and I talked yesterday briefly on the phone, and, you know, we're both just shocked. I mean, we look up and see this $1.9 trillion ugly, nasty bill that has passed the House, now the Senate. And, of course, you know, there's some uh, some reconciliation, I guess, that has to go on because there were different things that the Senate passed that weren't passed, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it, make a long story short, we're pretty much going to get this. And it scares people because how are we going to make it through this? What are going to happen to our taxes? Where's our money going to go? What about you know, folks that invest money out there, how is that going to affect the markets? All these things. So I wanted to have you on tomorrow morning because you always have a way of giving us sort of a clear and concise uh, answer to these things and what's going to really happen. Can you, what do you need to get going? Just just t- start well, talking to us. The more, the more I watch this, the more I bang my head against the wall and the less, log- because the logic it, it defies itself. Even the Democrats admit, Michael, that over $200 billion of this $1.9 trillion funding bill, uh, uh, the Democrats are saying that it's uh, wasteful itself, but they shrug their shoulders and say, we can't turn back on that. We'd be lynched. We can't, you know, we're, we're in this deal because Pelosi says so. This is an absolute perversion of the Democratic process uh, that defies all logic. The two concerns are increase in, increases in taxes and or in, uh, increases in runaway inflation. You won't see it today, but it'll be in the next six months when the Congress has to begin to address, in realistic terms, an increase in taxes to um, take care of their sanctuary city buddies that um, caused this debt upon two-thirds of the nation, uh, this imposition on the other two-thirds of the nation. Do you think that coming up in the next election cycle, which is, by the way, next year, a lot of people forget, but it's only a year away for the, for the, uh, uh, I guess, the Congress, and some senators will be up for election next year. Have the Democrats overreached and will they see the results of their overreach in the election just curious what you think too little too late they will but it'll be too late you've awakened the sleeping dog uh and he is very pissed off right now 
know where to turn. Hey, how about this? How about a refund for the last 12 months the teacher didn't teach? Am I going to get a refund of my taxes for the non-performance of the educational system for the last 12 months that they stood in isolation? And still collected a paycheck, by the way. Yeah, one thing we know for sure... No, I'm joking with you. You know darn well that's not going to happen. No, we we never get a rebate, do we? We never... Once taxes are collected, they never come back. We know that. Yeah, but I didn't get the service, Michael. Where's the money go? It doesn't matter, because uh, they got it, the teachers got paid, and uh, guess what? You're not going to see any rebate. (laughs) So good luck on that. What what happens... Yeah, I'm just having fun with you, but you know, the truth of the matter is, uh, there is an element out there that demands not only uh, 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 these stimulus dollars, but an ex- they're holding many communities hostage. Lo- Los Angeles County was holding a gun to the head of the system, uh, the unions, that is, for an extra $100 million to fund the system, and um, two-thirds of them are not back in the classroom yet. That is unbelievable. Uh, it's great. What you, you know, it's Gene, it's it's not so much where we live. You know, teachers are back to work, kids are back in school. The state of Mississippi has uh, relaxed, I guess you could say, the the some of the COVID restrictions that were going on. So things are starting to get back to normal. Uh, Texas, same way. There's a number of states. Uh, I guess Florida has already been there for some time, but uh, you know. I, I guess the the point of this whole thing is is when we look at this big ugly bill that's passed, you got to think about taxes, which you mentioned. But what about people with money and investing in the system? The, you know, in the United States, in different projects and things. What will happen to that money? Where will it go? Well, to your first point, you're right. The whole Gulf Coast, Texas, all the way over to Florida, including your backyard in Mississippi. Uh, the teachers uh, in this region of the nation have stepped up and gotten back into the classroom, sure, with n- some conservative, some caution uh, uh, to prevail, uh, as there should be, but not a complete lockdown. The second point you met, you just asked was, what is the, r- the real question is, what is the role of government in stimulating an economy and then stepping out of an economy? Well, if you go back, 40, 45, 50 years, Lee Iacocca, head of Chrysler, uh, had a real crisis on his hands. He um, went to the United States Congress, and for the first time in history, he asked Congress for $30 million to cover the payroll and the shortfall because he really did have an an economic supply and demand-based shortfall, okay? Then government has a right to intervene to help either protect or to stimulate. There's a, but guess what? Lee Hayakoka also paid off that $30 million debt. There is no debt from Chrysler with the, with the United States government anymore, right. uh, unlike anything else I've ever seen. To your second half of your second question, there is a role of government to stimulate. We as legislators and elected officials have an obligation uh, we 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 get on the campaign trail and we wave the flag about promoting economic development, promoting economic development through tax incentives, rebates, uh, other investment, uh, other uh, matching fund strategies 
is an excellent role for government in bringing jobs to town. Not about the other end of the pencil or worrying about whether it's $7 an hour or $15 an hour, but stimulating the, helping the employer, the business owner, get those jobs into the community is an absolute good place for government to be in helping help an economy grow. And that's frankly how we differ as a democratic republic from socialistic societies throughout the world. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting, but you had one other comment that I'd like for you to elaborate on, and that is after you do these things to help to stimulate the economy, you said the government should step out. Oh, big time, Michael. The government should step out and then allow the normal economic uh, uh, disciplines to take control of uh, whether there's merit in that business surviving or not. There may be other economic forces like bad management, like greed and fraud. There might be uh, uh, an over uh, abundance of influence from a union driving the business logic. Uh, supply and demand takes care of those problems. Uh, when you get government out of the way and then let the, the business the business factors of economic economic factors I should say uh, take control all right on the subject of economics you you are an investor you are invested in several companies of course you made a lot of money in a company that you built from scratch and so you know you're a guy that you weren't born rich you you just happen to be in a very good financial position now from a lot of years of hard work and I applaud you for that. What would you tell your fellow investors out here, because there's a lot of them that listen to this radio show that invest every day. What would you tell them about the future, or at least the immediate future, with a Biden administration and control of the Congress and the Senate under the hand of the Democrats? Well, caution and restraint is the discipline but the phrase I use with my students in my entrepreneurial class at Pensacola State College is, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Hey, that's you, a Mississippi saying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's over here in Pensacola, too, then. <laughs> the, the, the fact of the matter is you, uh, uh, progressive growth, uh, grad, uh, incremental growth is healthy growth. You... Be careful about your level of debt. I'm debt adverse, uh, but I do I do recognize lending institutions have an important uh, place when the economy demands a certain speed of growth. You may have to borrow to meet that that uh, that demand. Uh, but to answer your question, it's absolutely essential that the disciplines of growth be adhered to not the careless, um, self-serving, reckless um, uh, 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 things we're seeing that stem from a certain interest group, such as um, a a union or a political party. They they feel insulated from the the factors of of an economy, and that's where a normal business person has to be careful. I got you. Okay, a couple of other subjects. We've got about, I don't know, we got a minute or so left. I just wanted to hit gun control. Looks like that's next on the agenda. What do you think, and do you think it uh, it's something we need to worry about? 
take my gun, I shoot you. <laughs> well, you know, that could happen, actually. Uh, they, they could come out you, here and this, say, we're going to... That is an absolute right. That's an absolute um, entitlement. It, it, the, the, our founding fathers felt the need to put an amendment to the Constitution. It's the second in the Bill of Rights. The first ten amendments of our Constitution are referred to as the Bill of Rights. Amendment number two is the right to carry and bear to bear arms. Uh, I do think, as we talked about in earlier programs, we need to think about the 28th Amendment to the Constitution, which needs to come into play, and that's the right to vote in a fair and equitable way with all other states in the nation playing on the same level. We need a rule book on how to vote equitably. Yes, it can be managed at the state level, but all the rules cannot be haphazard state to state. There has to be a uniform rule book nationwide for the way we vote, and you can't. And that rule book rule book has to also include a national rule book on citizenship. After all, we can't talk about a uniform uh, voting process until we talk about a uniform citizen process. Yeah, exactly. Gene, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you as usual. Oh, miss you guys. I'll be over to see you soon. Okay, great. All right, good morning from the Southern Pine Electric Weather Center, your local forecast. 39 degrees. Today looks like it's going to be a nice day. High near 73 under sunny skies. Mostly clear tonight. You're low down to 38. On Tuesday, another sunny day. 73 again for your high. 49 for your low under partly cloudy skies on Tuesday evening. And Wednesday, we'll see a mostly cloudy day with a high near 76. Around the state, Tupelo 34, Jackson 35, Natchez 37 on the coast, Biloxi 44. And our city of the day today is Little Springs, British Columbia. Clear skies there, 17 degrees. And that's your weather from the Southern Pine Electric Weather Center. Good morning. You know, I get enthralled when I hear Gene Valentino. He just he just does something. He's so logical and down to earth, but someone you can talk to. This guy's got it. Yeah, he Gene's been a friend of mine for a while, and I'll tell you, I I love talking to him because he really does have a way of you know making these things simple so you can understand them. Very much so. Seven thirty at the bottom of the hour of Monday with Michael and Ted. We're back after the news. What a 